0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California.
1: And I am Charlotte Pressler, and I am the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego.
0: Faith to Go Diary, Day 175 of Coronavirus Quarantine. I don't know if that's accurate. Um,
1: (laughs) Can we quote you on that? (laughs) It just feels like
0: (laughs) it goes a good guess. I don't know. Um, Hello, everyone. Uh, So happy you are here with us uh, for this podcast uh, for the week leading up to Sunday, July 19th. Uh, the uh, proper 11, the 7th Sunday after Pentecost uh, The Gospel again today Matthew, we are in ordinary time We are going to be talking about Matthew for for a while So strap in, get ready um, We are so glad you could join us uh, We have the skeleton crew today Charlotte and David Kicking it old school The OG uh, The OG, <laughs> that's right And uh, so we will check in a little bit with one another. Uh, We will then read the gospel for this upcoming Sunday and then get into our three points that we hope you will take with you into your week of faith discussion and reflection. So uh, before we get into that, I want to ask Charlotte, Charlotte, where did you see God in this past week?
1: Well, David, I actually have been thinking about that a lot over the last several weeks because the place that I've seen God, God seems to be showing up in the comments. Um, I, one of the challenges and blessings of this time is the gifts that technology brings. And as many churches are doing, the church where I serve, in addition to my role at the diocese, is worshiping online. And One of the most powerful pieces of that is watching people openly share and connect with each other on this digital platform in ways that maybe you don't consider that people would be willing to do um, and to get to see it. Like we have had people who have had um, unexpected illnesses and then casserole show up during the week at their house delivered contact free, of course. Um, and there have been deaths in family and people mourning together in the comments and just really honoring that experience for them. And this last week at my home parish, the prayers we have the prayers of the people read by a different family each week. Mm-hmm. And the family that was reading it, it was a mom and her three girls. And the two younger girls were holding a picture of daddy who is coming in from deployment this coming week. And I made a note of that in the comment section, and it just exploded Mm -hmm. with the joy of celebration and the happiness for that family. And I just think that God is showing up in the comments, right? Mm -hmm. And the way that we care for each other, the way we honor what each other is going through. And for me, that's a really unexpected place to find God.
0: Yeah. Usually the comment section is a valley of terror. (laughs) don't (laughs) want to go down there don't scroll down there (laughs) but yeah you're right you're right this the comments on the on facebook you know premieres and things when we're streaming worship and on youtube and stuff like that it really is like a place you know to find community and connection in a lot of ways um that hasn't been in a long time
1: there's holy things Mm -hmm. happening there
0: yeah well, we commend you to check out those comment sections if you're attending church uh, online somewhere in your home parish. We also would love to hear from you. You can send us um, some stories of where you saw God in this past week. You can also share any stories or if your week of faith discussion and reflection, any questions you might have, any comments you might have uh, from our discussion today, uh, you can send those to faithtogoedst.org. You can uh, contact us through our website, where you can also find all the faith to go resources, www.myfaithtogo.org 2 goorg and you can contact us and follow us on Instagram at faith to go We would love to hear from you. We wait with bated breath to hear from you. <laughs> we naturally. will. So we're going to get into the gospel uh, for this upcoming Sunday, the Sunday of July 19th, proper 11. Charlotte is going to read it, and then we are each going to highlight a point, and then uh, collaborate on a, a third point so this week's gospel is from matthew thirteen twenty four to thirty and thirty six to forty three again do not look at verses thirty one to thirty five correct don't even think That's about super. it don't top even super ask different. questions don't know, don't wonder <laughs> no questions asked matthew chapter
1: thirteen verses twenty four to thirty and thirty six to forty three He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, the weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen.
0: We're kind of gras- grappling with this challenging parable today. Um, and so we're going to grapple with it and do our best to, uh, you know, work with it a, and, and see what kind of fruit that bears for our world and what we're doing today, what's important today. And just a word about these. I jokingly talked about um, verses 31 to 35, but verses 31 to 35 actually are just other parables. So it's interesting Jesus tells this parable, then he tells the parable of the mustard seed, then the parable of the yeast, and then tells again about why he uses parables, and then goes back and explains the first parable he told the parable of the weeds uh to teach in parables is a very specific way of teaching, you know it's like teaching with only ever using questions or something it's like a it's like a very specific pedagogy. And to sit down and explain the parables is interesting. You know, it's almost like you need to lay the foundation of how you go about hearing these parables before you can go on telling them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You almost like explain the principle of the parable. And that's why he's kind of oscillating between telling a parable, telling why he teaches in parables, and then explaining the parable. Because there's going to be so many more. Uh, Maybe that's just his way of of laying the foundation of, of how you going, go about learning from them uh, while he's going about teaching from them. So And I think the first point, it kind of is also a little bit of context as the jumping off point for it because one challenge for me here is that Jesus, I, I, I find Jesus very much concerned with, people, with, the, with people's transformation and their lifelong journey. Spiritual journey of growing in relationship to God and changing if Jesus was operating in a worldview where there were That people people Felt all the people in the world fell into two categories the righteous and the unrighteous I'm not exactly sure why he would be so concerned with with the why he would do anything that he does if it was already figured out, if there were already these groups of people, why go about teaching about the love of God and inviting people to relationship with God and inviting people to change? So just at the very basic level of this parable and even his description of it being that, you know, this the the wheat are the righteous and the weeds are the wicked, make it's it's I, I'm I don't I I can't get on the I can't get on the interpretation train that Jesus is talking about a group of people who are wheat and they are the good ones and a group of people who are weeds and they are the bad ones. Mm I'm I'm interested, though, in in kind of pulling apart and that this is what we're going to try to do over these three points of like, what is Jesus talking about with these things? What might they be if they're not just individual people? What are the dynamics of weeds and wheat in this world? in what we're doing and in what we're grappling with today. The interesting thing about this word weeds uh, is in Greek, it's zizanion, which is a, a plant uh, that looks like wheat, but it doesn't actually, you can't use it for anything. So it's wheat that is unusable. And so it's called, it's referred to as a weed, but it is very, it very much looks like wheat. So it's as if, you looked out. You couldn't tell the difference really, if, unless you got really mm-hmm. close to it, between the the growth that is going to produce fruit and the growth that is just sucking energy away from what is actually producing fruit. It's going to be useless. So this also, I, this kind of is goes with uh, what Jesus is describing here. Is that you know, if you, it's not maybe so much that if you pull up a weed right next to it, you'll physically pull up. The wheat. It's almost like when you start pulling plants, you won't be able to tell if you're pulling wheat or weeds, you know. So this is just this is an interesting idea to me because I think it's kind of twofold at least, um, maybe more. There's this idea that, you know, it's hard to discern uh, which is one and which is the other. And the thing about weeds that and the reason that they are harmful is is not so much. Is is more that their presence means that under the ground they are s- they are taking away from the energy and the nutrients of the plant that is actually going to bear fruit, you know, and so Jesus describes them as the causes of sin and lawlessness, uh, in in this late when he's doing his interpretation, you know that 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 what's going to be pulled, what the weeds are, the weeds that are going to be pulled out are the causes of sin, the stumbling blocks, the things that, that trip us up and the things that cause us to do that which is lawless, that which, you know, hurts other people, that is unjust. And yet these two things look so similar, right? Like that those things <laughs> look much like the, the things that are good and that help people. And so I think it's so much about our own discernment and, and so much about what are those things that we are getting obsessed with that are using up so much of our energy that are actually not helping anybody that are actually not doing the work that we are called to do, but just sucking our energy away from that work. I think something that I, I recognize right now is like that it's interesting to, to like look out at the landscape of what people are in an uproar about in terms of what is just and unjust. And it's like, it seems like there's a lot of people that are really t- very energetic about their frustration with restrictions from the coronavirus and have to, having to like wear masks and not being able to go places. I understand that frustration, I understand that it is inconvenient. And at the same time, there is this whole other area of actual real injustice, police brutality, systemic racism, oppression, hundreds and hundreds of years of people's rights and lives and wellness being infringed upon. And we're over here arguing about who should and shouldn't wear a mask. But like, if lawmakers and individuals... Put as much energy into that conversation as they could put into learning about systemic racism, changing the systems, fighting for the rights of persons of color. Like that could actually lead to something. But instead, we're there's all these distractions. This is these are just distractions, you know. And so I think this is the thing. It's like a like infringement on my privilege that is masquerading as injustice. And over and it's taking sucking up a bunch of energy that to me is the weed Mm -hmm. And then there's actual injustice the actual work of the kingdom of heaven over here That's the wheat because we can be sure that they're both going to be planted in us Like we have the capacity to use up a whole bunch of energy to grow the weed That's not going to lead to anything or we can use our energy to grow the wheat That is actually going to lead to life and and into something fruitful
1: well, and David, I think that's really interesting because it leads really nicely to my point, um, but also partially because it's kind of a yes and for me because, yes, I, I agree with the whole what we feed is what grows premise. We've talked about that many times, um, and what we focus on is really important. But one of the pieces of this parable that I found really stood out for me It's this language that we get in the first section of it, which is, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with it. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers. And I love this language because it's very clear that we're not in charge of the weeding. Mm -hmm. That it's not our job to go in and pull out Everything that is deemed a weed in this field that we're not responsible for that that there are reapers that are going to come and do this and so One of the things that I've always struggled with in my life is our propensity for judgment um, and the way in which we're very apt to say well my way and who I am is the right way and your way and who you are is the wrong way Mm. and that very often time in our labeling of things as right and wrong that we are pulling out the mistakes, the the things that aren't actually the weeds, right? Because they look the same. It looks the same in it. And that we're supposed to let them grow together. Mm -hmm. And while I think that one piece of this gospel can be interpreted the way you just said with what we are putting our energy, don't get distracted and what are you putting your energy into and all of that. I also think that there is a call to us to be inclusive um, in this gospel as well, that it's not our job to decide who is in and who is out in the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Our job is to read the scripture, follow Jesus, and be the best Christians that we can be, and that whatever this is that's growing over here alongside of you is not your problem. That's, That's for God's to do the work in that person's heart, mm-hmm. um, and for that person to be in relationship with Christ, and it's not your job, Charlotte, to fix that person, to pull that person out, um, to judge them for what they are doing. It's your job to to be the the wheat and the grain that you know that has been sown by God, mm-hmm. um, and to to travel your course, even though some of the people who are traveling at your side or alongside you. Um, might be not who you want to be traveling with. Um, And that's not me saying that we should turn a blind's eye towards injustice. No, I am definitely not saying that. Um, What I am trying to say is that in the pieces of life that are the smaller ways in which we are different from each other, that differences are made to be celebrated and not to be cast as big, dark places in the world. And I think that a lot of what we see with systemic racism is that we name things as other um, that are not intended to be other. There is the things that make us different from each other are what makes this world the most beautiful place that it possibly could be, that we are all created in God's image. And even though we look differently, act differently, and live our lives in a different way, that doesn't mean that I am any more made in God's image than the person who is walking next to me. And it's not my job to judge whether or not there are we to be pulled or if they're a beloved child of god
0: yeah and i think that's what i love about the this illustration of this parable is that jesus jesus is saying like this weed and this wheat are so so close together you know like you're the person who is passionate about the fight against the injustice of Whatever the thing is, having to wear a mask or not being able to work or that thing—that is like that energy is so close to Mm -hmm. the fight for freedom and liberation of people. So it's not about it's, you know, I I agree. It's like it's a it's a hard it's a hard balance to strike. But it's like it's not about hating the energy that we have for justice and 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 uprooting it from the from other people. But it also comes, it also kind of brings up the question, like, what is the consummation of the age that Jesus talks about, like, is going to be the harvest time, right. you know? Maybe right. it's not this universal end of the world eschatological time of the end times, but it's maybe we each have our own reckoning, that there is a reckoning that happens for each one of us when the those weeds and those wheat actually get separated and we can see where we have put our energy that was misplaced and where we have p- and where we can transfer the energy that we have had into prop into using the wheat that is the actual work of justice in the kingdom of heaven but that we can use all the energy and principles and things that we have used for the one for the other and so like yeah. there's no there you don't lose anything you know it's like the conservation of spiritual energy like it doesn't it's not god saying all of this was for naught but that all of this can be redeemed and used for what is good. But it's not our job to do that. Reckon, that that God will bring that reckoning to us. You know that right. there is that at some point in our lives we have to come and we have to have that kind of reckoning happen. And if we are open to it, if, like you're saying, if we are open to the possibilities, then we'll be then what will be it will be laid out in front of us, and we'll be able to tell what was fruitless and what was fruitful. And that makes me right. think of like. Like reading the book White Fragility was kind of was a a snippet of that for me of like I, I, I can see those like white defensive like responses of white fragility so clearly in the ways that I have responded to like things like diversity trainings and all these things like that, like saying, oh, this person's not doing it right. And why are they doing it this way? And and like they're bringing up things that aren't that are divisive and not helpful. And like in that moment, I thought I was so righteous. I thought I was so justified and correct. And I was passionate about it. And that was just, that was the weeds. Mm -hmm. But like that passion is still, is not lost. That passion can be, when it's revealed what is, what has been weeds and what is actually wheat, that passion can be redirected to the growth of something fruitful.
1: And I would offer David that, I think that if we all look at our lives closely, that there's not one reckoning for no. each of us, mm-hmm. that there are many. Yeah. Um, and it is often when we are least focused on the things that we are intended to, that that we need to be tending to, that those reckonings come about. Those mm-hmm. moments where, you know, it's like getting hit upside the head with a book, that those moments in our lives. And and not all reckonings take place that way. Some reckonings are a slow and gradual pro- progression. Mm-hmm. And we have to notice them and pay attention to them. But there isn't necessarily one for right. any of us. Yeah. Because right. that implies that we have now gotten it and we're going to do it, right?
0: Right. Because <laughs> yeah. there will be another reckoning in 10 years where I'll look back at this moment and I'll be like, man, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. I was so righteous again. I really thought I had it that time.
1: I really thought I it had it. It will go it. on yes. forever. Uh-huh. So, And I think that that takes us to our shared point, Mm -hmm. Um, not that we haven't been sharing points all along today, um, which I think is part of the challenge of this gospel, is that it is a conversation to be had, Mm -hmm. this gospel that we are given, and that is that we're going to go right back to the very beginning of this gospel, which is that the kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. And this is something that we've talked about before, but this is that whole wake-up moment, mm-hmm. right, from Jesus. Because this seed, this seed that looks so much like the wheat, that is very comparable, um, was sowed under the cover of dar- darkness when we had our head in the sand. Mm-hmm. We're not paying attention. Um, we're taking a nap. Any of these things, that is this call. If you go right back to the very beginning, if you, after having listened to all of it and been like, but what would have happened if we were paying attention?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And like, and all of those, all of those in that example that I just shared about, you know, like being so clear in my justification for, you know, that kind of fragile white defensive response, like that was, that happened in the dark of night. Like it it came, it like that, that reality exists. And I was just so unaware of it, you know, like, um, I really yeah, I get that feeling of like the enemy comes and sows it in the night. It's like it, it is all under the surface and that kind of is part of its very reality. That's that's how it exists and and continues to exist, is that like it, it 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 happens when we aren't looking, when we are not paying attention. And and we get it confused with we get the wheat and the weeds confused, you know, and it's like it happens right under our noses, but it's kind of like part yeah. of being human, you know, like... It's like.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it goes right back to your first point, right? It's when we're paying attention to the distractions that we miss what's really important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we're distracted by the mask. And so we aren't paying attention to the millions of other injustices that are going into the world that we mm-hmm. are called to act on.
0: Yeah. And then it, so. And right. And then it beckons the question, you know, what, how, how can we wake up? Like, can we pay attention? Can we. And I think that requires so much openness and and again a sense of wonder, like be, because what happens so often is that those defense mechanisms kick in and everything just kind of gets you know so like so stony. Like we can't we can't let other possibilities in. We can't let the possibility that what I'm actually um, you know putting my energy into is not going to bear fruit in any way. It's, that's, right. that's so hard to admit. And so it, it requires a, a great deal of compassion, of self-awareness. And when we bring that awareness to ourselves, an openness to the possibility that things may, be, may not be what they seem to be for us. An openness to the possibility that what we thought were wheat were weeds. And that that's okay. It's like part of our human nature to be asleep, to not realize what is going on. And and the reckoning is just a thing that is. Those reckonings have are going to have to happen. It's just part of being human. Yeah. Um, but what is what will cause us to <laughs> what will cause us to a great deal of pain and suffering and weeping and gnashing of teeth is not letting the reckonings happen. Is right. when the reckonings come, doubling down, and and pretending like everything is still fine. And the more often we do that the more gnashing of teeth there will be and the more painful it's going to be because then we're just living totally disconnected from reality. And that hurts on an existential level. You know, that is hellish, I think. So I think that's a solid three points. Um,
1: that were really one point, maybe.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's called a through line for those listening. Um, Point number one was uh, jumping off from this Greek word for weeds, uh, which is a a plant that looks like wheat but is not wheat. Actually, doesn't bear any kind of seed, and you can't use it. And just paying attention to the the things that we think are the works of the kingdom of heaven that are the wheat that are actually just distractions for us. Can we do that kind of discerning? And that then that question leads into question number two or point number two, which was Charlotte's about how it's really not, it is not our work to do the harvesting, that it is God who does the harvesting that brings about the the end of whatever age and beginning of the next age in our lives, and that it is God that, that does that kind of reckoning. And it is ours, our job simply to be open to the possibility of that reckoning happening. Uh, and that brings us to number three, just the fact that, that the, these things come up because we fall asleep to the realities of the kingdom of heaven that we fall asleep to the gospel and to ourselves and Jesus is calling us back to an awareness of where we are putting our energy what are we putting it into are we using it to grow the weeds or are we using it to grow the wheat and it's really hard to tell the difference and if we're opening to that open to that reckoning we will be able to see God will reveal to us uh, probably through painful means that that Uh, We've been putting our energy into the into the weeds and not into the wheat, but we always have the chance again to grow the wheat, to do that kind of to 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 cultivate that kind of harvest. So, having heard those three points, we invite you to read this challenging and wonderful parable again. Um, You can also contact us and share with us. Uh, Any thoughts that come up or questions or comments you have from your week of faith discussion and reflection, you can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through the website, www.myfaith2go.org. And you can also contact us or follow us on Instagram at faith2go. We would love to hear from you in any and all of those ways. We will be back next week, uh, July 26th. The week leading up to July 26th For proper 12, And also um, You are hearing this, uh, this This podcast will come out The day that uh, the Episcopal Diocese Of San Diego's virtual VBS Offerings begin July 12th And so you can go check out the Facebook page for the Episcopal Diocese Of San Diego because those videos will premiere There and on the YouTube page At 3 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time So if you're interested in checking any of those out, go. You can email us if you have questions about that, too. Uh, And we hope you check those out and uh, find them helpful for your week. So consider those just some extra resources. And we will always, again, have the regular Faith to Go resources up as well. And until next time, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody.